This is Amberly with Book Pile Banter. As a heads up, this is going to be an incomplete episode today. Uh, due to some real life stuff, we weren't quite able to finish out the recording, but we didn't want to delay getting this episode out to you. We will be turning next week with our normal programming format. So, thank you for your patience. Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss Wild Blood, which is by Lauren Blackwood and was published in 2023 via Wednesday Books, which is a subset of Macmillan, Macmillan Publishers. Uh, Lauren is a Jamaican-American author who lives in Virginia. She loves to write romance-heavy fantasy for all ages, and Wild Blood is her second published novel. The plot... Is 18-year-old Victoria was kidnapped and forced to work for the Exotic Lands Touring Company because she is a wild blood. American, Thorn, hires the company to navigate his group to mythical gold in the center of the jungle. Victoria has to navigate the dangers of the jungle, her childhood friend, and the romantic interest of Thorn to get them there and safely back again. So... This is going to be an interesting episode because Kim has not had a lot of sleep and I suspect is not going to have a good filter. <laughs> One never and knows. I, know, I might be perfectly normal. And I know Sarah was not a huge fan of this book. So we will get started with plot. Who would like to start us off? Don't all jump out at once. <laughs> it was boring <laughs> okay okay any anything else or just boring I, I just found it boring okay sarah uh i feel like plot wise it had potential in the beginning and then like just the author just shat all over it as she tried to write some sort of weird story that just did not follow the promise or like you know what what it seemed to be setting up in the beginning is not at all what the story ended up being about and that was just and she she chose like the most boring possible way that you could interpret the plot or just like the most boring plot you could pull from the variables and just stuck with that rather than like exploring the wild bloods exploring the the whole expedition thing was totally underdeveloped. Like it started out interesting, and then it was just like we. It became another lucha of the night forest where they're just walking through trees, and like the danger isn't really doesn't feel dangerous, even though you people have to do sell. die. It just it happens. No more books set in forests for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we wouldn't wander aimlessly through the forest and nothing occur. At least Lucha had animals that came out of it and attacked and did different things. This did this didn't even do that. It was just well, there was wondering... like the the soul eater that appeared randomly, but again was like immediately resolved within a couple pages. And um, there was the butterfly, which showed up, you know, before they got in the forest for a couple pages and then was crushed and and died. 
Um, and then there was like the little line of children that appeared for a couple pages and then disappeared and did, nothing. did come back, did come back briefly for, for to take care of the one guy who honestly, like, why did she even keep him alive in that scene just to then have him get ripped apart? And then the main character was right where she left off before she jumped in the river to try and save him. I, it, it was just... Yep. Yeah. What do you yep, think yep, of yep. Plot, Amber? <laughs> so I would definitely say the plot is not the most creative thing in this. However, it is a young adult novel. And I don't think the plot is what the author was trying to play with. Um you, you know, I gotta say I'm 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 getting a little tired of the However, it was young adult. I, I don't think just because something's young adult that it can't um, be more um, complex. Yeah, thank develop. you. That, that, that's a good way so, to phrase it. So, yes and no. I mean, yes, there is the ability to make things more complex for young adults. At the same time, you do need a set of like stereotypical plots for young adults because they're not it's a new introduction for some of them um, these kids these young adults if they're like 18 they should be in college or you know they just graduated high school so they, they don't need such simplicity man but uh, see, that's the thing is is just because the character is 18 i don't think that means it's made for an 18 year old i very much think this is a story designed for 14 or 15 year olds to show them that shouldn't it be called teen then because isn't that not a category as well of books n no no young adult is teen oh, well, my young adult is, is anywhere teen. from 13 to 18 possibly up into the early early 20s like 21 well, they should divide it more because this is just not and and that's the thing is is it could be divided more because i really think this book is not about a complex plot i think it's about examining the fact that you can fall in love with someone but that doesn't mean that just because you finally fall in love with someone you are stuck with them which most romances they just is always happily ever after i think this is looking at the fact that you know the friendships you have as a young child can change and sometimes it's not healthy and sometimes the people who you think are your friends may not be what you think they are and just like trying to navigate one's self-identity i think that's what this book's focus was i i don't i know they were traipsing through the jungle but i really think this was about challenging how other books showcase these elements because let's be realistic if this was in any other book they would have traipsed through the forest there would have been some big showdown and then they would have just whisked off to the americas and lived happily ever after because they were in love You know, we would have found a way to save her friends and they would have stayed her friends forever and ever and not actually died. Or be changed. Or forget her. I mean, I wouldn't have cared either way because it I, We're not getting not to characters yet. That, yeah. <laughs> but, so I liked how it tried to be different in its representation. 
Okay, quit flinging your microphone around because your voice is coming in and out. Oh, sorry. Um, But I think the challenge here was the representation, which means when you're going to twist certain things, you have to keep other things stereotypical. And the plot's got to be one of those things that's stereotypical. What are you doing, Kim? Connor and I are reuniting. Okay. She's on the other side of my computer and we're playing peekaboo around my computer and now she's I... shoving my computer at me <laughs> her legs are okay. literally on the, the laptop pushing the laptop shut <laughs> stop <laughs> i haven't seen my cat in four weeks <sighs> stop connor so that's my thought on the plots i don't think it was a great plot i don't think it was supposed to be a great plot <laughs> I just think that, I mean, the plot's kind of supposed to be the backbone holding everything together. So if it's not a great plot, whatever else you're trying to accomplish, it really detracts from it. It felt unfocused and neglected. Okay, that's fine. That's fair. I I don't agree. I, I think it was just pretty standard. can't stop her without getting clawed so you know you're gonna have to accept the fact that you're gonna look at my chin and nothing else oh an olympic olympic national park with its natives is that bigfoot yes it is bigfoot (laughs) i have mothman for the uh new river yeah it's mothman with for the new river gorge uh national park Will you stop? Stop. Okay. So, Sarah, what do you rate plot then? Mm, where's my chart? Here's your chart. Pull up the chart. Just go with your heart Three. today, Kim. Three? Okay. I've written it all down, but it's in a suitcase somewhere. Yep, just go with your heart. What do you rate it, Kim? Three. I'm going to follow okay. Sarah. Sarah has to lead on everyone. <laughs> i give it a five okay what about main characters okay well who do we view as the main characters are there multiple main characters i mean i feel like victoria thorn and whatever that other guy's name is are supposed to be main characters um and by that other guy i mean um her childhood friend whatever his face was dean the one she had had a relationship with not he is literally attacking my computer. Stop. Stop, stop, stop. stop. There we go. Okay. She's she's not up. Okay, so we want to go We're with those now. three? Yes. Okay. What'd you guys think of them? I couldn't stand any of them. Okay, why? I'm sorry. I hated Thorn. I wanted him oh, to me shut too. his god. I wanted him to shut his goddamn mouth. Just shut up. Oh, and the singing. Uh, and don't even get... Oh, we're not... I forgot about the religious undertones. Do we have to go back to plot for that? No. Or I mean, I also oh. forgot to mention how much I hate love triangles or even, like, hinted love triangles. So... Talking about the love triangle characters right now, so you can talk about it right now. I know, but okay. it was also a detraction from the plot. Um, yeah. The fact that she had to focus so much on that bullshit. Yeah. But anyway, back to the characters. <laughs> yeah. Amberly is happy. She's a happy camper. 
Amberly is very tired. <laughs> That's a cat. That was a cat was in the camera. <laughs> that was her whiskers, and they were really, really big because she was right <laughs> over the top of the camera. Anyway, we could see. Yeah. Um. No, just yeah. I hated Thorne. I hated. I hated his. Well, I won't go there again. I always say I hate their names. Whatever names are names. Um. But yeah, I wanted him to shut up. I thought yeah. Thorne was his last name for the longest time because I forgot about the whole last name being um God, I can't pronounce it, the Laertes or whatever. Um, and then like, yeah, near the end they mentioned his last name again. I was like, oh, this whole time Thorne has been his first name in a world of Deans and Samsons and Victorias. This Thorne. man was named Thorne. But he was American, they weren't American. Um, I don't know any traditional Americans named Thorne. Neither do I. From the 1800s. Particularly from the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, hated how quickly she was like in love with him. Just like she looked at him and she was in love it wasn't even lust it was love she was in love and she was gonna do whatever he said and i really needed him to be bad in the end and then he ended up being good and i know right he was just so, so fucking disappointing stupidly yeah. pointlessly perfect i was like why what what kind of character is this he's just like oh he's good looking he's young he's rich he's got power in the sense that you know he's the leader of the expedition he's really nice he's just the perfect man so it's like obviously this is not a real person this has to be a facade and then it's like it's a first love his only flaw was that oh he actually was a bit of a womanizer which isn't really even a flaw and, and, um, and he sings a lot and is religious those neither one of those things were portrayed as a flaw yeah it's not like he was judging her as like oh you're a terrible christian or something like that okay. if he was actually like a religious zealot kind of like flaw okay. sort of thing no he just he, he was just perfect in every possible way and it's like okay Sarah, you should be very happy you didn't listen to the book i oh. listened to it I that's true because i just i saw anything about singing and i just skipped past it I had to listen to a woman singing in a man's tone because it was a female narrator and she would sing his parts and all of a sudden they would just break out and singing and I'm just like what the fuck is happening here and then I realized it was supposed to be him singing and I was just like oh my god why is this happening in my brain <laughs> oh man I dodged that bullet <laughs> did you listen to it Amber? Poor yes, Amber I did. is just like I'm so, I'm so sad that they don't like this book. She's it's not even face. that. It's, it's not what? that I loved the book. Um, I just I, I don't know. I liked the I the narrator singing was a little little weird, especially when I was listening to it at double speeds while she was. <laughs> oh my God, that was <laughs> well, I think I was at two and a half speed when I was listening to it. So yeah, oh God, it was, it was weird. But. I didn't hate Thorne singing because I thought it was a great nod towards him being a black American for that time frame. And the recognition that we weren't trying to devoid Thorne, 
of plantation and slavery roots and that discrimination. Because all of those songs were traditionally passed down songs on plantations in the South. I don't know if you guys knew that. I knew that, though. Um, so, I don't know any traditional. I mean, I don't either, but also okay. straight up so, skip those parts. So, so know, yeah, no, those anyway. are all songs that would have been sung on the plantations. So I appreciated the contrast it provided of the fact that Thorne was American and had a very different background. And yet when he came to Jamaica and basically faced another type of slavery, slavery, he didn't see the fallacy in it. And the fact that he was forcing this group of people to take him into the jungle. That it never dawned on him. So I liked the kind of contrast of the two of them to make sure that we were aware that just because they're both black does not mean their cultures are the same. So yeah, that was my feelings on Thorn. And then he was sweet. And it was like, okay, this is a perfectly fine fall in love, properly in love. He's sweet. We can have it be that, the, you know, he doesn't betray her. He doesn't hurt her. They just don't stay together. And again, that seems to me a really healthy representation to provide teens. To show that, you know, that you can fall out of love with someone. And... Go ahead, Sarah. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Just... Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> it's just like, if you're going to make the romance a major part of your book, which in this case she did, because it was not the expedition that was focused on, like, your characters should be interesting like, you shouldn't just have the love interest that's absolutely perfect with no nuance whatsoever. It's just like, like where is even the question? Why, like, I don't Other know. than I was questioning why she fell in love with him. And that's yeah, totally fair. Do I think... Him. Do I think Thorne is, like, the greatest love interest ever? No. Do I appreciate that it's another, not another Resand or, you know, I can't even think, Dorian or... Yeah, those are both by the same author. You know, it... it's like who the fuck is Dorian? He's like, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And the other one. Um, I can't think of other love interests at the moment because I'm very tired. Um, what was it, Xander, Zayden, Zayden? You know, it, it, it's yeah. It, I feel like Thorn was just the intent was never to make him like that. I just um, feel like it was too hard like to a be book like... boyfriend. The author was trying really hard to not do that route, and so she just went ahead and made the most boring character in the world. I didn't. I didn't what find him boring. Well, I mean, he's just not complicated at all. He's no, just, he's not complicated. He's I didn't think he was boring. Weirdly, improbably good, and I just like. And you're like, oh, it's a healthy relationship. It's like, but he's not even a real human. He has no real human, like, he's just a caricature of what, but I don't know, the perfect The first time you be. fall in love isn't always, like, you don't fall in love with the perfect human. You fall in love with what you think is supposed to be who you love. You, like, what you're supposed to be seeking. And this then you realize... Oh, he's portrayed as perfect. 
Yeah, but but she doesn't get to really know him. Every time a, an intense conversation happens, she doesn't actually put in the effort to find out more about him. Which is also why this romance doesn't really like do anything. Because no. it's like, it, you're just told that she loves him. Like Kim said, why does she love him? We don't really know. He's just hot and he was nice to her, I guess. Which, I'm different. Sure. But like it was just why why are we going on this story where nothing is actually happening no surprises other than like oh a soul eater appeared let me tell you what a soul eater is this is how you kill a soul eater soul eater's dead now back to pining like i just <laughs> and that's totally fine i'm just saying what what like, i i didn't find it boring he i could see what role he was playing for the author uh, so what about Victoria? I was, yeah. <laughs> that that was very clear. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. I understand that perfectly was... now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she annoyed me. I mean, okay. I just Thank you, Thorn. Because what I forgot to say is that Thorn reminds me of like Edward Cullen from Twilight, where he's just portrayed as this perfectly nice person that just magically shows up out of it somewhere to woo the heroine um yeah, but yeah except they, for, for our main character doesn't like give up her entire life to be with thorn we were unlike bella this story we weren't comparing victoria to bella we are comparing edward and thorn and i yes, know and i'm they're... i'm saying here the responses about how the main character then handles that perfection not saying that victoria and bella were the same i was saying victoria recognized what was important to her and walked away from thorn bella gave up everything to be with perfection okay anyway that that that's yeah sarah was talking about the yep, anyways, keep going. in comparison to each other so victoria yeah she annoyed me okay anything in particular just annoyed you <laughs> I just didn't like how she was written. Um, I mean, gosh. to be honest, my feelings on her weren't super strong. But then when she was getting super judgy or like had strong feelings about certain things, it's like, girl, you were no better. Um, I just like when she was granted, Dean did terrible things. And I'm not excusing that. Like, yes, he messed up big time. But I just, when she was blaming him for everything, I was like, based off the information you've been given, uh, I don't know that that is the case. And then as we got more information, it was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't agree with where her thoughts and... I don't want to say decisions, but, you know, where her mind went, how her mind worked, I, I did not find that sensible. Okay. Kim? I wanted her to be more. Um, I didn't particularly dislike her. She didn't annoy me like Thorne did. Um, but nothing ever came of her abilities this connection to and being born in the jungle or the you know whatever you want to call it um or guam way to call it the boonies um 
so you know it just never developed any, anything other than you know she could see the spirits of the of the woods and it, it's it, it felt like it should be something but it never really was i mean yes she did a few things with them but she didn't do anything yeah she could like talk to the trees and stuff and there was this whole hint of an interesting backstory but the only thing that we really get is that she drowned as like a child and the river revived her and she just kind of grew up there until she was captured that's all we know and that's all the development we get well on and that. she wasn't even captured i think i would have liked it better had she been captured and forced into this but she walked into the camp and and volunteered yeah, well she left the trees and they found her and they took her yeah they did kind right, of in but they her. said she she said that she did it out of rebellion and curiosity so that to me means she left purposefully um she left purposefully she didn't purposely stay though well no i i didn't say that she wasn't enslaved i said she they i when i envisioned capture i envisioned them being in the woods taking her from the woods and, and prying her away from her home they she walked away from her home okay and she was young there's no there's no you know judgment in that it's just yeah anyway i don't know where my brain's going so <laughs> yeah i liked victoria i liked the fact that her powers we were told she was strong and there is no need to increase her abilities. Instead of this this need to prove that the magic can be stronger, it was simply she is strong, they know she's all strong, and she's just holding back how she uses it for fear of how her peers will think about her. And so I enjoyed that. Um, I thought every choice she made seemed reasonable given the fact that for the first six years of her life, she was running around in a forest, and then she was trapped. So, maturity-wise, I wasn't expecting her to have a high maturity, yet she had a high level of responsibilities. And a high level of stress. And I felt for her when, when it came out that the owner of the company raped her. So, you know, I, I cared about her, and I wanted her to be happy, and I will say I was very happy... And we'll talk about it, but I was very happy about her choice at the end. So I was I was satisfied yeah. with her. I was just frustrated that she has so much power and yet I know. I know in that situation, people do just like freeze up and they can't fight back, but at the same time, you can rip the blood out of someone's mouth, their entire blood supply right out of their mouth. Surely there was a moment where you could have done that. But no, you didn't. And then you were just mad at everyone else for not doing what you were too afraid to do. <sighs> nope, I think it was totally reasonable that she froze in the moment. I felt for her. I, I think it was completely and I utterly didn't. fair that this young teen girl did not know how to handle this man taking advantage of her while the person who she supposedly cared about her the most stood there frozen. Two. But she's not, yeah, it's like, but she's not being blamed for being frozen, but he is. And then she's the one who actually has more power and ca capacity to actually stop the boss at any point, really, not even just then, any point, she has the power and, to kill him. And then him. what would happen? She'd be killed. 
Exactly. But, no, but then when Dean it, says that, she's mad at Dean because he's like, are you kidding me? If we killed him, we would never make it out of here. And she's, yeah, I just was like, come on, girl. No, that Don't irrationality. Hold to standards you, weren't, you won't hold yourself. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that irrationality on trying to handle that was completely and utterly fair and realistic. Maybe so, but it was still frustrating. And, and that's totally from fine. my perspective. I, I didn't find it frustrating. I could I could understand. I could understand the, the desire to have somebody else protect you. Even though it would have gotten the same results, but just that, that desire for someone to protect you. And the fear in a moment to not know how to respond to it. It seems totally valid to me. Um, it, it made me feel for her. So, what about you, Kim? Any thoughts on that one? Uh, uh, on that particular scene and the logic of of everybody's choices, um, I I for different reasons than Sarah, I I feel the same way in that she made she's blaming Dean, um, and she was making assumptions on his actions. I don't feel like those assumptions were reflective of supposedly how close they were. Meaning she should have had some sort of understanding that Dean wouldn't have just stood there that that, that, that there was fear involved and that there was death on the line and to make the choice to defend her meant sacrificing himself. Um, because he would have been killed, or both so, of them, know, but, or right, but but it would have it would have it would have followed a progression. The rape begins. He stops the rape. He would have been killed, and then the rape would have continued, probably resulting in death. Probably, we don't know. Um, and, they were both abused. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, her blaming him wasn't based in rationality and it wasn't based in their history they were supposedly so close that that i can't even remember the descriptors but they were so close and they were in love and um for her to assume that he would he would basically betray her her up it it, it, serve her up you know yeah here i'm gonna bring you to him yeah um I just I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that her responses to it were reflective of what what we were handed as far as um their previous relationship. And I'll say that for me was the the weakest part in all of it was we were given such high stakes on what their relationship used to be that it and, it and it didn't match what was going on and how it was responding and how they continued to interact with each other and it was very hot and cold so yeah i i would say the the weakest part for me was the development of who dean and victoria were to each other and what it was going to be um it felt like trying to force a continued love triangle but not wanting to actually use actual the love, love triangle. triangle yeah, yeah. um And so, sorry, somebody distracted me. It was shiny. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I will say I think that was kind of one of the weaker developments for me. 
Um, everything else I usually felt like either as to be expected or I could see what the author was trying to do. But that one, I was like, I'm not. I also felt there was a weakness in the storyline and maybe this falls in plot. I think it's more of a character thing in that she had all of this power and there's this, oh, well, we would have ended up dead. They had killed us. How would they have killed her? i think this falls under mechanics in terms of development of the like powers and stuff Mm. and how the author uses things no 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 no, but you're you're valid i just say i I think that actually is less plot and more actually like world building um so any other thoughts on the three main characters do you guys want to talk about dean more i i don't i don't know dean was there he was kind of conflict but it didn't feel like great conflict yeah i I found Dean to be the most interesting because I couldn't exactly predict where the author was going with him. Like, is she going to make him evil or is she going to, you know, explain so what's going on there? Um, not that I was like interesting for him or What'd anything, you say, Amber? but I said I found him the least interesting. I found it, he was given a bit of a redemption, so he was at least given a bit of an arc. He was, he was. You know, even though we didn't get his fall, um, mm-hmm. he was already fallen by the time we actually meet his character. He's already done his bad thing, but we got a bit of a redemption, which is more of a, of any sort of character development than we got for absolutely Thorn. Thorn did nothing. He, oh yeah, there no, was no development with Thorn whatsoever. None. He was a good None. time walking along. Yeah, and, and that was it. Um. And then Victoria's development, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, she finally utilized what little she used of used of her powers. She finally used utilized them. So, I mean, at least Dean Dean got to redeem himself. Oh, she's frozen. Yes, she is. Oh, she's back. Oh, she's back. Yeah, I realized I was glitching when you guys didn't move. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Kim, what do you rate the main characters then? Uh, Four. Four? Okay. Sarah? Um, I'm going to have to get, let's see. I'm still going to have to give it a three. Okay. I give it a five. Secondary characters. Thoughts, feelings, any reactions? Or did you guys just not give a shit? Window dressing. Okay. Bunny. So glad when he died. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I was just so... There was no reason. The author wrote us no reason to care about this character. So Victoria's intense caring for him just meant nothing to me. And he was just a liability and an, the whole time um, that he was alive. And it was just like, why do you care about this guy other than the fact that he's 14? And yeah, okay, it's sad, but like give us a reason to actually feel bad that he's in this situation 
Um, so that was one side character I remember. Um, the other one was Samson, who seemed cool, but also author didn't do anything with him, really, other than to show that the river can bring people back to life. But I, like, I would have liked, yeah, liked more with Samson. Yeah, I would have liked more with Samson. He had some promise. And um, then there were a bunch of people who got killed. And uh, there was Thorne's partner, who didn't matter at all. And Thorne's partner's wife, who had a couple, like, slightly interesting scenes just because they were you know not involving romance with between thorn and victoria or whatever else was going on and oh there was the boss <laughs> he was also in the book um <laughs> but like it's like you don't give a shit about any of these people except again maybe samson a little bit but everyone else like i don't care I just don't care, man. There's no reason to care. Kim? Uh, ditto on all of it. Um, I I couldn't figure out why she was in love with either Thorne or Dean when she had Samson, um, who clearly really actually cared about her um, and not for what she could do for them. So, yeah, I think, yeah. Potential squandered. Okay. Um, I I like Samson. Um, I thought all of the villains who were supposed to be villains were villains. Uh, I think the only thing like worth noting is I feel like at the very end there we were given this sense that I think her name was Madeline. I could be wrong. Like, there was potential there, and the author just, like... Potential for what? I don't know. There was one moment where, like... Uh, Madeline, you mean, like, the, the wife? The wife, the... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes it seemed like the author was teasing that she was actually the one, like, in control, or was, like, kind of masterminding. Yeah, he... Especially the way she could very easily handle a, a firearm fire it empty the uh the ammo and everything to make it safe like she knew her way around a gun i was like hmm. For an yeah it feels lady. it feels like there was something being set up there that either got wiped or pulled back or something i don't know um so i was a little disappointed that there wasn't more there otherwise everything mm -hmm. followed what i expected it to be so yep um ratings who would like to go first I'll give it. I'll give the them like a four. They didn't anger me or anything. They just yeah. Okay, Sarah. Uh, I mean, like Bunny annoyed me, but overall, I think I found them less annoying than the main characters. So I'd give them a three point five. Three point five. Oh wow. Don't be too generous. I give it five. Okay, plausibility. Don't all jump at once. Don't you know I mean I don't even know where what what to like is it plausible that people who can just use magic would be so easily enslaved? Oh. I mean, granted they were vastly outnumbered, but even so, why not just escape into the jungle, really? Yeah. 
The whole premise that they couldn't escape was that there was people standing on on the parapets or whatever. Yeah, but like they would go out on expeditions, right? And obviously, you can do physically what what you're capable of doing from a distance. It's not like she had to touch. It's not like she, you know. So they all had this this magical ability. These wild bloods. Um, Yeah, why would you not ever step up and fight back? And even if you didn't want to fight back, it's like. Just granted, the jungle is dangerous, but you could. You have the power to potentially just kind of step in there and just wander off and then come out somewhere else and just be free. It's not like the compound surrounds the entire forest. Um, So, (laughs) it's kind of weird to make your enslaved characters have more, like, magic or power than the oppressors i don't know it just it plausibility wise it just doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense anything more to add to that kim nope okay i feel like this is a weird book with plausibility because it it it, it's using concepts that we can recognize you know how jamaica was handled um by europe and then it adds these fantastical elements and i struggle to weight the plausibility because it suffers from world building deficiencies and i i feel like we were given hints as to why she couldn't use the wild blood but we weren't really given our magical system in such a clear day- way that we could be like, oh, this is the consequence if she doesn't do this. Yeah, they just said like, oh, they it shortened their lifespan to use it. But like, yeah. by how much? And like, what is this mechanism? Like, if they use a lot in one day, does it like significantly hurt? Like, is there blowback on them that they have to recover from? Or like, like, because Bunny seemed to be suffering, but then she could use it no problem. And like, a lot of the others didn't seem to have a whole ton of issues. So... Yeah, yeah. It, it was very scant on the world building in that aspect. Yeah, and, and so it makes it really hard to gauge plausibility. Um, can I can I look at a group being oppressed and understand why, even if they are possibly physically stronger, they maybe continue to be oppressed in a situation? Most definitely. Um, but then you add this magical element it's to like, it. Yeah, but they have long distance magic, so it's not even like I know. they could overpower and, and that's guns. the thing is, <laughs> it very much is is like. But then you add this magical element to it without giving us really strong parameters for it, and it makes it a little bit harder. And then on top of that, and this this could be a lack of knowledge on my part. Um, I can look at this because I've read. Okay, I've read a a middle grade level book that looked at Jamaican folktales and they refer to their fey folk as jumbies and and they there's a variety of them that's just the term that they use for them um and i could look at this and i could see the parallel between what i had read of that story and how certain characters in this were described and where that clear similar inspiration was coming from but I had a really hard time with this, knowing whether things were being used because it's 
common Jamaican lore, or if it's actually the main or the author using that and then creating her own building blocks on top of it. Um. So yeah, it was it was really hard with possibility, and I don't know if it's because I was lacking information or we were lacking information wasn't being given to us. If that makes sense. And well, it looks I mean, like even Kim- if you had the information, well, no, the clearly, average reader doesn't have it. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. clearly the information wasn't there because you're like Sarah just said, your average reader isn't going to have this knowledge. Yeah. And so if you're gonna base it in in a mythology that exists um within your heritage, you need to provide some backbone to that mythology so that the reader is aware that that they're reading based on mythology yeah okay so then sarah what do you rate plausibility um i mean i would just give it like a four because honestly i didn't really find it plausible but it didn't also, you know, it wasn't like, ah, you can't turn people into animals with this level of science. Sort of bad, you know. <laughs> Kim? Um, I would go with a four also. Okay. Also, I'm just zooming right past your level of science animal comment. I <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a four, too. Didn't make me angry, but it wasn't great. Okay. Ending. Proceed with your complaints about the ending. I can't even remember the ending in any great detail at this moment. It was other than it was boring. Very drawn out. My thing was that this was like a denouement that just wouldn't end, is how it felt to me, because like we had all the action in the forest, or not even all the action in the forest. We had some action in the forest, but it was kind of vague. And then they wander out of the forest, then they confront the boss. Um which the confrontation with the boss that was like genuinely like okay cool glad we finally had this resolved glad dean finally killed the motherfucker but then it dragged on because we had to go through this whole thing about how she realizes oh the forest is her true home which was obvious from the fucking start of this book but she had to go through this realization as well and like the forest that fucking talks to her where the trees are her friends she was gonna leave him and she didn't think that was weird until she realized it at the very end and decided to leave Mr. Perfect who was also super boring so again that was a bullet dodged for her um but like just walking through those final days it was like the pacing was just all wrong I guess is is what I would say it's just like it was hitting us uh, what is it beating a dead horse at that point it was already obvious what was going to happen unless the author was really bad and actually made victoria leave with thorn which would have just been straight up bad writing at that point it was just too much though too much like this is the proper way to do a relationship or not you know too much of a moral lesson for me as a 34 year old woman i don't need a book to tell me in such explicit detail what would be the healthiest thing, you know? I'm not here to read about morality. I'm just here to be entertained. 
<laughs> so those are my thoughts. Okay. Kim. I have nothing more to add to it. <laughs> Do you agree? I, Do you disagree? Yes. Oh, I, are you I, I, are you in I'm La La awake. Land? I am barely awake. My dog is pacing because he wants out of the room. Um I I uh I don't really remember the ending other than... Oh, that's right. You don't really remember they it. Went, they went to go their separate ways, which is fine. Um, I, it, made, it made it all pointless. I, I, I don't remember it well enough. To... Okay. I mean, she was free, so it wasn't completely pointless. Like, they at least overthrew the boss. But yeah, like, the whole... It did invalidate the whole romance storyline. Well, not invalidate it, but it kind of made that part feel pointless even though I didn't like that part in the first place, but it was also a significant part of the book. So it was like, did we have to draw this out so long? What she said. Okay. You, Amber? Um, I like the fact that she did not leave with Thorn. Um, I think if we had gone through that entire thing and she had gone, oh, We've defeated everything. We're back to safety. Yeah, I'm not going with you. That it would have felt like, like really, you've been pining for this guy for this long, and it, you know, you're just, just gonna decide you're not going to be with him. Um, so I I appreciated the need for at least a little bit of length to kind of show the reader why she couldn't go with him, why his expectations as to what a proper woman was, was never going to make it workable for them. Because he did expect to put her in a dress and parade her around and be happy um, because she was an exotic beauty. And she realized she didn't want that. And I could appreciate that. So yeah, that's my feelings on me. And there's your flaw for you, Sarah. He thought he could change her. Oh, he kept trying to convince her that she should follow into religion and that, you know, she would just be perfectly happy living in society. Like, he he did really try to, like, push his well, expectations his on her. He was, like, rescuing her from this jungle. I know, but you, you guys were complaining that he didn't have a flaw. There, there's your flaw for you. But he is, wasn't is... forcing her. Like, no, but at the end of the day, she like just walks away and she's like, nah, that's not for me. Um, just lifestyles are completely incompatible, and it's not like he kidnapped her and dragged her out there. Anyway. It, it just, he wasn't pushing her I didn't her say it was apart. a great flaw. I just said it was his flaw. <laughs> that, if that's his principal flaw, it's not even really anything. It's just, yeah. Not, okay. not my thing. I don't know what you just said, but What's your rating, Kim, for ending? Uh, well, considering I don't remember it, we'll give it a two. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, a man. two? Wow, what would that be? Maybe some stuff that... You know what, Kim? You have given more things a two ending than any other number. I, I am... Is... Endings are a pet peeve of mine. We it's have very done... hard for writers to end books. It's really hard. We so have done judgmental. nine books with this system. You have given four of them twos. 
one of them a 10 and then the other numbers are just random which one got a 10 <laughs> uh, the sunbearer trials remember the ending of that one i was gonna say i bet you can't even remember how it ended Uh, (laughs) you liked it you i yeah i don't don't have to dwell if somebody wants to know they can go back and listen to it i i don't yeah meaning the the episode um no i'm surprised if they're still listening at this point (laughs) uh but my thing with endings is the majority of the books that we have read um are either clearly written to be a series or they're um intending to be a series and so they're not ending the books and yeah it, i have talked about that from from practically episode one i don't like books that do not end it's funny because the sun trials is part of a series so it did not end series, it did though there was a specific storyline and then they were going to go off and do another different i guess thing. that I is that. true Okay, so Kim, you gave it a two for the ending. Sarah, what do you give this ending? I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I give it a six. Predictability. Go ahead. Complain. I mean, it was pretty much straightforward, especially with Thorn. I mean, in a way, it was unpredictable in the sense that you definitely thought the author was going to write some sort of twist in there. But no, no twist. Yeah, yeah. Thorne is exactly as he appears. Dean is perhaps not as much of an asshole, but quite an asshole. Um, and everyone else is dead, as predicted. So, yeah, it's it's predictable. No twists, no nuance. Okay. What do you rate the predictability then? Unless Kim, you have more to add to that. Mm-mm, not at all. Okay, Sarah. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna say that it just kind of sucked. Okay. Because it was too predictable, or it just didn't deviate enough. So what number is that? Not that. <laughs> what, what number oh, is that? Sorry, I, was, I was looking at the chart. It was a three. Yep. Yep. Okay. Also, I realized I accidentally skipped mechanics, so we'll go back to mechanics in just a second. Uh, Kim, what do you rate the predictability? Four. Four? Okay. I, I, I give it a four, too. How did I... Oh, that's why I skipped mechanics. I accidentally put a number in my mechanics. Okay. Uh, mechanics! I mean, we were kind of already touching on it with the, the... the structuring of the plot, the structuring of the characters, the lack of world building with the magic is there any other kind of mechanics that you guys wanted to discuss or needed to know i also think that the pacing was not very good i think i mentioned that before but she packed a lot in the beginning introducing everything and then just like threw all of it out kind of rushed through the rest and then again took a long moment to kind of wrap up the story um so yeah yeah i kind of feel like she knew her ending and I suspect knew her beginning and struggled to match the two together. Yeah, um, wasn't really sure how to fill that space out. Um, yeah. 
I, I think this is one of those situations where it, it suffered from a writer who clearly had moments she wanted to write and the continuity between the moments wasn't always as strong. Um, so a bit more atmospheric rather than plot driven. And the atmosphere being the jungle, just to be clear. Yeah, I suppose so. But even then, like the jungle atmosphere kind of diminished over time as well. So it just became, but I Thorn is so attractive. What a man. For like, <laughs> okay. So he can just roll around. God, so irritating. <laughs> Any other thoughts for you, Kim, on mechanics? No. Okay. And what do you I rate it? Rest it. Um, who, me? Yeah. Three. Okay. Sarah? I'm also going to give it a three. Okay. I give it a four. Um, emotional reaction. Annoyance. And boredom. Okay. <laughs> Those are my primary emotions. Oh, I gotta pause this again. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.